That is Beard, the Gay Dad Podcast with Alex Megan and Young Dickel. Hello and welcome to Daddy Square, the Gay Dads Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Jan. And I'm Daniel. Alex, you don't like that we start talking without introducing the guest host, so we're starting right now. So Daniel Vandenbark. Uh, Daniel was with us on season three of the show on Single Dads Finding Love. And I have to ask a follow-up question. Did you find love? Well, I did get introduced to somebody and we had, I actually got introduced to two people. They were both great dates and one we dated for a couple months and it just wasn't the right fit. So, but I, I mean, I, I found some fun. I think we met them too, no? Uh, you met one the one, one of yeah. the two. So you're still uh, looking for love, Wait, are we selling him off on are, this podcast? I, I mean, love this. So, I mean, okay. I'm not going to turn it away. <laughs> Since then, Daniel and us became really good friends and hence he is now with us in a few episodes of the season. He's one of these parents whose kid is so good he's such a good kid that you really say wait how did that come from that you know but still he's a I great ask kid. myself that every yeah day. so his kid torbett has become really good friends with ben and adam our kids and he became good friends with us and uh we said why not bring our friends onto the show it's been a fun season so a few days ago adam lost another tooth Yes, his sixth one. And they were talking about the, the tooth fairy because the tooth fairy is frequently visiting him. I see. Do you guys have a tooth fairy in Israel? Uh, well, is she, no, she's known. She's okay. known. I, well, I was thinking actually to uh, <laughs> create a, a website. She leaves hummus <laughs> under your pillow. <laughs> totally. So basically they were talking about this and then Ben turned to Alexa and said, Alexa, is the tooth fairy real? Oh my God, okay. And at that moment, I froze because yeah. I thought, okay, what if Jeff Bezos never thought about no, it? No, he But handled turn- it. Yeah. <laughs> he handled it good. Guess too. what? She nailed it. And I'm like, oh my God, me and the say? rest of the parents of the world are thanking you. She said that the tooth fairy, some believed she lives, uh, I mean, she, she did and did not say. But it was very it, well thought. She said, some believe, which what I love about it is, she yeah. answered about the tooth fairy exactly as she would answer about the Lord God. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically the same <laughs> answer. Some no, believe she leaves money under the pillow. Yeah. Right. Is Torbett uh, questioning did, the tooth fairy? Torbett's going in that category of everything is fake. Oh, I, I think see. he plays along. Well, he's older. He's a little older. Well, you're going to play along because you're getting money yeah. out of the game. <laughs> he's like, I'll go with this. Dads are giving me like 20 bucks a tooth. But what is the going rate for the damn tooth fairy? Uh, a dollar. <laughs> It's a dollar unless well, there was hardship. I think the first one is uh, a little more. Yeah, you get a spike for the first one. The first one is more. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes I think the rate is higher if you suffer. Longer. Yeah, if it was a he's difficult a, well, passing. I, uh, so I can attest, Ron... Um, forgot to we knew that there was teeth coming out <laughs> and he, he didn't get smaller bills that night <laughs> so i think torbett ended up getting like 40 bucks for his oh, two teeth because no, 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 two teeth fell out in one night and all he had were 20s <laughs> <laughs> daddy square the gay dad's podcast today we're going to talk about roblox Ooh. more than a half of america's children play roblox the new york times crowned it as the pandemic winner alongside Amazon and Peloton. And Zoom. Yeah, and there are reflections on Zoom being the app that saved work. Some of them are saying, no, 
it's Roblox that actually saved the world during the pandemic because Roblox allowed people to use, yeah. Yeah, to <laughs> use sure. Zoom. People uh, as opposed to children. I'm totally with you about that. Yes. <laughs> 52 million daily active users wow. Roblox had. And our kids spend so much time in there. So we decided we want to know, of course, is it safe? And what is it? <laughs> what is Roblox? I can't even say the name half the time. Our first guest today is a gay dad who plays Roblox with his kids regularly. His name is Jeremy. He's from Minnesota. And he has three boys, 11, 10, and 8. Uh, Daniel Torbett is... 10, Ten almost, right? Okay, almost. and now kids are seven. We're going to hear them later on in the show. Yep. And let's hear from Jeremy first. He's going to talk to us a little bit about how he discovered Roblox. Jeremy, it seems as if over the last two years, especially with the pandemic and everything, I know of no children who are not using playing with Roblox. So I want you to kind of explain to us as uh, and, and to all the dads out there who who just don't know what they're doing here. So let's start with that question. What is Roblox uh, from your experience? Roblox and Roblox. Yeah, so what I've noticed with what the kids are playing um, is that they're very interactive um, games. And so like the one that they've been playing more recently is Adopt Me. And so you you get a pet that you've adopted and that's through the process of, you know, learning how to feed it. And there's just, there's different things that you have to accomplish to help grow that pet. Um, so I think there's in their games, there's a lot of life lessons that these kids are learning. Um, but yet they never really seem to because, my dogs would go starving if I wasn't there. Too. Well, right. <laughs> because he was playing, uh, you know, feeding their virtual pets. And so then, through you know, through those different quests that you accomplish, you sometimes you're getting prizes, or sometimes you're getting like dollars that then you can use to purchase, you know, outfits for your person or upgrade your house. Or so you know, it's, that's the infamous uh, Robux. Yep. Right. I mean, I, I have to tell you that there there's something really insidious about the idea that there's this virtual game. Everything is virtual, except all of a sudden there's money and the money is yeah. very, very real. <laughs> yes, know? it is. Yeah. I haven't given them any money. I haven't given them my credit card, but they're <laughs> able to use those funds that they've won right. <laughs> to purchase these things. How did you started playing Roblox with them? Was that They different? actually started and then my partner and I kind of got drug into... <laughs> Like, so, uh, tell me, to play with us. Okay, right. so it's about want to play. It's not. It wasn't about you being curious about like what what uh, what is it? What they're doing? Are you big gamers to begin no, with? I am not a big gamer, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's new for me. Right. Um, so now you're but, making us. But you know, I did help him set up the account, so we put on some of those parental restrictions. You know, so there's different age limits, or you know, because it Roblox, it's pretty open. It's user created content and so you can turn off that where it's more just the games that roblox has created Mm. which you can kind of control the appropriateness of what you're seeing out there so when it comes to the controls have you had any conversations with your kids where you've said this is what you can do and this is what you can't yeah we have those discussions because whether it's roblox whether it's minecraft whether it's any other social platform out there Mm. we've had that conversation of what what's appropriate for their age limit and things that they should not be looking at and if some of those things do come up we've 
created an atmosphere with our kids that they can come to us and we can have a discussion about that, but we're going to set limits. Over the past few years, I've noticed a lot more bullying on social media. Um, And these kids are, they're not only dealing with it now in school, but now it carries into the home with all these games that they're on. So right. there's no break from that. Jeremy, I want to really thank you for, for doing this. It's really, uh, I think I learned a lot already. Yeah. We're going to have to kind of uh, check out the, the Roblox settings. Oh, on so Saturday. Now that I know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's scary when you first start. Like, it's just so overwhelming. Like, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Just you right. have to show me. Cause, yeah. So they actually, they taught you. Days, they taught you? Oh, yeah. These oh. kids, they, you know, at what, three, four, they're picking up phones and tablets. And, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> insane. That's great. Thank you so much. Jeremy, Jeremy, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Daddy Squared. We're back from our interview with Jeremy. Uh, this is Daddy Squared. I'm Alex. I'm Jan. And I'm Daniel. Oh, he's still smooth. <laughs> so smooth. So teaching your parents how to play <clears throat> I love about the fact that I have been in technology, you know, my whole life, and yet my kids look at me like an idiot because I don't know how just sort of intrinsically to pick the thing up Duh, and start Dad. playing Roblox. Uh-huh. Dad, what did you used to play? I was a, well, I had an original Atari and then um, got the Nintendo, so, you know, Super Mario Brothers, and oh. eventually got a Sega. So you you were much Apple more a gamer than me. I played I Pac-Man. Was a, yeah, oh, Pac-Man. And Digger, I don't know if you and guys... asteroids know. and the centipede. Let me see if I do can not- do the voice for a minute. Hold on. <clears throat> but those pedal, those, those... But when I started <laughs> playing, it was Pong. I'm not kidding. No, I had, it was. I had Pong, and then, and then I graduated to a game, and I don't remember what the company's name, it might have been Atari, which had a gun. And the gun was something you had to point at the screen and shoot Nintendo had as a, a white dot moved yeah. around. And then I figured out, that if you pointed the gun at the light bulb at the ceiling and and did this, it, it worked anyway. So you oh. did not actually have to point the gun at the <laughs> was, computer at the it screen. Was more about the click, it was huh? the light. Yeah, um, the, the remotes and things were so easy. Then it was just a joystick and yeah. TikToks. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, when we go to an arcade, though, Alex, yes. you're pretty much with a. With the heavy games, like right, you so, do a hello game. Hello, so we no. have we <laughs> hello hello. <laughs> um, hello. We we uh, we have a very strong policy, which we'll talk about later in our household. Of we don't have you know guns, fake guns. Um, we're not into the whole shooting thing. I really don't like it. But I'm going to tell you, you go into a Dave and Buster's, and there is a Halo game, and. It's got this huge gun okay. that has this big like uh, uh, kickback when the you shoot, gun. and you sit there, and you know my son, my seven year old, sits next to me, and he's playing very well, and he keeps yelling at me because I'm shooting the bad guys and the good guys, and he says, "No, only shoot the bad guys," and I'm like, "You play it your way. I'm going to play it mine," and I'm just shooting everything <laughs> that moves on the screen. I have a lot of tension. Meanwhile, I'll do the Wizard of Oz, you know, <laughs> coins that goes back and forth. The little thing that pushes the coins yes. forward, yeah. And meanwhile, I'm on skee-ball. That's my <laughs> Oh, I love skee-ball. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Uh, you know something interesting that he said about bullying, about yeah. uh, bullying on social media and gaming, that it's uh, now not only at school, it, it moves to the home because it happens actually in games, yeah. like online. And it's, I thought it's, um, it's rather interesting as a... Uh, uh, 
I have to say that there's all of this talk that has been spun up by Meta, the company that uh, the renamed company of Facebook, uh, about how they're going to spend you know billions of dollars in in research into creating the metaverse. And what makes me laugh is the metaverse exists already in a very very rich way in places like Roblox and Minecraft and all mm-hmm. of these other massively multiplayer games. So uh, I'm so Mark Zuckerberg really loves you glad you're going to create this thing but they already made it they just need to improve it but they've made it already which means that all the fun happens there but bad stuff happens there too and i think that that might be a really good segue into our next interview yes our main guest today is laura higgins she's the director of safety and civility at roblox Uh, She works a lot with parents, and we uh, called her on the show because we want her to explain to us how to play Roblox. What is it exactly, and how can we help our kids be safer? I'm looking forward to talking to Laura. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Let's Let's do it. All right. Laura, thank you so much for chatting with us today, all the way from the UK. Yeah, no, thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. I want to go a few steps back and lay out the reason why we brought you here. Um, Because we we spoke with a dad who plays Roblox with his uh, kids. Um, But I think that uh, most of the parents are, first of all, scared of technology and having your kids play something or be so many so many hours in in a platform like like that kind of raises some sort of fears. I want you to talk about, first of all, how do you explain what Roblox is to parents who don't know? And secondly, let's dive into the safety because that's part of your title. Yeah, it would be my pleasure. And that's a huge part of my job is yeah. about engaging with families and trying to reassure and, and um, you know, help build resilience within a community, but also kind of inspire confidence with with parents as well. So what Roblox is essentially, so our mission is to connect a billion people with optimism and civility. That's our long-term goal is we want to be a space where everyone can come together. Um, So it is a platform where people can create anything that they can imagine, essentially. So we actually started as a physics classroom app Um, And it was a way that young people could carry out experiments that they couldn't do in the real world. So, for example, what happens if you drop a car off a tall building? Um, Now, obviously, that was one thing that was used in the classroom. But actually, what we started seeing was what kids were doing outside of the classroom and using that imagination to come up with these wacky creations. And that really was the birth of Roblox. And that still exists. So it is a creative place. Everything on the platform is user generated by millions of developers all over the world using something called Roblox Studio. Um, We'll talk a little bit about Studio separately in a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But essentially it is a place. So once these games are created, these experiences are created on the platform, people can come together with their friends, um, sometimes in private servers, if that's preferred as well for sometimes for the younger users we had things like lots of people having private birthday parties during covid for example so that's another thing that people can do and they come together and they hang out and that is essentially what we are is is very much anything that you might want to do in the real world you can now come and do on roblox so you can role play if you want to run a pizza place you can be a bird you can fly around we have skiing experiences you can be a scuba diver 
There are some that are more traditional games. So we do have shoot 'em ups and races and obstacle courses and all of those sorts of things. There are mystery games and puzzle games. There really is something for everybody. Um, and and um, so one of the, as I say, for some people, it's about creating the experience. And for some people, they just want to come and hang out and play. It is a social platform. So again, there is that element of coming together with your friends. We can, they can text chat with one another, um, younger users. We have a spatial voice, which is available to some of our older users as well. Um, and so it is a, a way, as I say, they can literally hang out. It's an entertainment platform. So we have hosted some amazing concerts Um so things like Lil Nas X did a great concert for us, which was one of our most popular. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, lots, lots, lots of pop stars have come on. We also have worked with lots of big brands and it's actually now a fashion place as well. So you have all of these experiences. And from what I understand, some of these are, exper- the vast majority of these experiences are obviously created by the users, right? But there mm-hmm. are experiences that are created by Roblox, the company, themselves correct no none no no we don't create them at all so so okay some of some of these brands who come on will partner with developers they will go out and reach out to the incredible developers out there all around the world and work with them directly we do not do any of them we we provide the infrastructure the safety support the moderation um and, and facilitate all of those side of things right so that brings me to okay now, with that correction, thank you. Um, when I want, as a parent, to identify the nature of experiences that I do want my child to be able to have on the platform and the experiences I do not, what do I get to choose? What are the parameters that I get to choose when I'm selecting, you know, uh, controls? So... Let's talk about under 13s. The first thing we would say to any parent who's bringing their child and assuming a younger child, if parents are involved, is the first time probably for a lot of these kids that they're actually going into online environments. So it is really helpful, we feel, that parents are involved in that process as much as possible. We know parents are really busy. So this is not about guilting, but actually it's about walking together with that journey. So when you're signing up the child, make sure you use a verified email address. That really helps us if we need to kind of work with you if there's any issues. Use the child's real date of birth because we have built in safety um, safety for under 13 as opposed right. to over 13. But when you visit, when you first sign on, it takes you through the privacy and safety settings pages. Um, and for under 13s, um, <clears throat> you can choose a restricted games list which was, is um, a, a kind of a set of games that are really deemed age appropriate for anybody, universal mm-hmm. age. Um, and so that was a very easy thing you can switch on. Parents also have the ability to turn on or off chat, depending on, again, how old your child is and whether you're comfortable with them chatting with others. Um, you can choose who they can talk to in terms of friends only or anyone, um, so on. Um, and it is pin controlled. So as a parent, you have control. Your child cannot go in and change back the settings that you've put in place. So we would recommend choose a, you know, a, a pin that they're not going to guess, not their birthday, for example. I feel like Torby keeps coming to me and saying, that's my son. Uh, 
that he set up another account because he couldn't figure out a password. So I'm going to go around the entire thing. So how do you approach that? Because I have not <laughs> tackled that question yet. <laughs> so we do allow people to have more than one account. Um, there are limits to that because obviously we want to stop sort of people spamming and things like that. Um, but some people use different accounts for different types of gameplay. So we do allow that. Again, that is one where unless the young person is violating our rules, then they're going to be allowed to do that. So it is again, just about having those regular conversations and sitting down with your kids and kind of going, what account is that? One thing I forgot to mention is that you can see when your child is logged into a, into the account, if they're playing in the top corner of their um, profile page, it will show whether they're playing as under 13 or over 13. Um, oh, that's that's also very helpful so that if they are being a little bit tricky, then you can kind of go in and have a conversation with them and, and put that right as well. When I was a, a little kid in the 1930s or whenever that was, you know, my parents were very, very opposed to shoot 'em ups. It didn't matter that the shoot 'em ups were like, you know, just play. Uh, it was a no go in our house, right? Um, so the question is, is there a mechanism that I have as a parent for understanding the nature of a game before my child is allowed to play it, other than just playing it myself? So um, the games will have a brief synopsis of, of what they are. Um, and normally it is quite obvious in terms of the name of the game, right. for example. Um, they are categorized on the site as well to a degree. Um, we are rolling out some things which are going to be coming very soon. So I can't share too much information at the moment, which are going to provide that much more granularity. But something um, like what we get with television shows where it says, you know, some nudity, some violence, some That's exactly what we're going to be rolling but out. But you're not telling me that soon. because it's <laughs> confidential. Uh, no, it's, it's coming very soon. And right. I think you know, it's wonderful. something that it's something that, you know, we, we know that parents want to be involved and they want to be able to help their children make positive uh, decisions about but what, what they're interacting with online. So, yes, these are coming. Um, and, and I mean, we already have age ratings with all, all the age ratings boards around the world. But this is just going to be our own version, which will exactly show the type of content. So it'll be coming soon. Great. We also have spend controls for parents. So we do have um, our own currency in game called Robux. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure we know. you're familiar. <laughs> Robux. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, for, for, I mean, about half the people on the platform don't spend any money at all. It is free to play for a lot of people, but for some young people, they like to dress up their avatar or they like to, you know, buy accessories or whatever. Um, what we haven't talked about is the baseline safety. Generally, safety is absolutely our core at Roblox. We were a platform designed for kids and around kids. And so that safety was built in right from day one. So, for example... We don't allow any sharing of personal identifiable information. So they cannot share their telephone number, their address, their real names, all of those sorts of things is banned. Um, it's, it's banned, we, but how, how? Is it, how is it policed? So we have very strict chat filtering, <laughs> um, which runs across the platform. In fact, we use several different systems. So it's a, both a mixture of human moderation and machine and AI um, technologies that are constantly running across all of the chat on the platform. So, so are, you, are you saying, for example, if I type a phone number in, does it yeah. generally recognize the pattern and say, uh-uh, or what does it do? So actually, until very recently, you couldn't actually type any numbers. 
<laughs> but can we you like, spell it out? Okay, let's make this easy. You can't type numbers, therefore <laughs> you but, can't share that, but could that you sort spell of information. It out? As technology's moved on and we've become much more savvy about how to manage these things, we ha- we use contextual mm. moderation. Yeah. So I mentioned, for example, working in a pizza place is a really popular experience on the platform. It will be able to detect if you're saying, I sold three pizzas today, as opposed to I'm three years old. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so that's really helpful. That runs across. So we're allowing, we're hearing feedback from the community that we were maybe a little bit too restrictive. Um, so we've had to kind of work with them on, on how we can allow a little bit more freedom. But clearly we don't allow profanity or mm. sexual content or anything like that and are emojis it, it, part you know, of the filtering are, are emojis loud uh so no not at the moment okay. um so wow. that keeps it simple too <laughs> um, so it's no it is peaches for you I suppose no um, more peaches so, for me so i no, no peaches no aubergines it's all good <laughs> <laughs> i, I want to go to um you said that there is it's a growing number of games and it's growing all the time then how mm-hmm. how do you find stuff how do my kids find adopt me just for example so we have um basic lots of different sorts when you first go onto the roblox website um there are again some changes going to be coming in terms of how that sort of appears to you um it actually depends as well where in the world you are as to what you'll be served in terms of recommended games or most popular games of course most popular means that you will regularly see the same games coming up mm-hmm. um you can search on different sort of types of games a lot of it's word of mouth as well realistically yeah. um you know so adopt me pretty yeah. famous now yeah. i'd say anyone with anyone with kids knows what adopt me is right. but actually when i go and talk with school kids and they will be throwing out all these different games that they love playing, different experiences that they go and hang out with their friends. Some of them are so obscure, but that's it. Once it gets a bit of traction, and then it's, as I say, some of it is more it's about the social hangout bit rather than the gameplay bit. Before we get to the gay, because remember, yeah. it's a gay dad's podcast, and we will find the gay. <laughs> Before we get to the gay, I just want to ask one more thing about civility. So. Yeah. Adam got scammed. Torby did too on okay. Adopt Me. So adopt me. apparently that means, I don't know, he traded something that he shouldn't have traded and exactly. this happened and that happened. Mm-hmm. And Why he was crying. Oh, and, well, you know, The only I, problem is that we, I didn't know like what, what he's talking about and how, mm-hmm. right. for him it was traumatic. So we're talking about the experience here. So, so my question for you is, obviously there are sort of foundational things that uh, Roblox can do to protect children. But... When it yeah. comes to civility, when it comes to, you know, that kind of thing, what is your um, strategy as a company for how do you infuse that sense of don't be a schmuck? Um, sorry, I know that you're English, so you may not know what that means. Um, I'm also Jewish, so I totally oh, do. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> Putz, schmuck. Don't, don't, be one of, don't be one of those. How do you infuse that into the platform? It can't be done digitally. It's not something that technology can do. So what do you do? So um, the whole reason my role came about was that we saw this amazing opportunity that we had with these kids. They spend a lot of time on our platform. They are the start of, as I say, for many of them, it's the start of their journey going into online worlds. We saw an opportunity to help instill good digital literacy skills 
in them <laughs> to become a good citizen um, and to, to know how to protect themselves and to protect others and to stand up for others. Um, so we do this, we work, as I mentioned, we work with dozens of safety organizations around the world, parenting organizations, educators, to try to help them to have these messages, have these conversations with kids. It's not just about how to use Roblox safely, but it's about how to behave yourself when you're online. What are those... Um, my my manager always says the spidey senses, which I think is a great way of putting it for kids. It's like how to recognize if something's a bit off or if somebody's being a bit strange and then knowing what to do next. Do you report it? Do you go tell an adult? You know, all of those sorts of things. So we create resources. Um, we're working currently with NAMLI, the National Association of Media Literacy Education, on a campaign. So we're going to be doing some really great resources with them um, to support. Again, it's about supporting our whole community, whether it's kids, teens, parents, educators, law enforcement, even everybody that's involved with the children. They all need support in how to, to keep safe and manage those things. So we're working with some of these partners to create experiences that are about self-esteem, for example. There's a great example. I think if you build that resilience and that self-esteem in young people, then they go and pay it forward. They become much better, more positive, um, and rewarding those kind of good behaviours. Yes, of course, we have to deal with the negative, but also that kind of, you know, we don't tarnish people. It's about educating them and saying, you know, did you realise that by doing this, you really hurt somebody's feelings? Or do you know why it's not appropriate to have that symbol on your t-shirt or whatever um, and try to use it as an education piece so they become better humans hopefully right. but i actually <laughs> want to tap into something that you're saying there because it reminds me of a conversation that we've recently had with my son and he wanted some extra robux so he could change one of his avatar outfits because he wanted to fit in with the others so it's it's shifting from the the physical here to the digital and we're still doing that. I have to compete with mm. these other people. And so, yes, it does open up dialogue, but again, as the parents and uh, older parents, perhaps you'd start to drift and go, Holy crap. I feel so far away from yeah. my kid. And how do I, how do I help? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? About that kind of wanting to fit in. I and mean, one of the things that, we try to be a level playing field for everybody. Um, and so there are a huge number of items for your avatar that, that are free. Quite often when we work with partners and brands, we really do try to encourage so that everybody has fair access to an outfit or a whatever. A or an accessory. But I suppose it's no different really than dressing up your Barbie or your <laughs> action man. Um, it's just a virtual version of that and wanting to get those outfits. Um, I think the the pressure to fit in is difficult. Again, it is just about trying to have those conversations about what's reasonable. And unfortunately, parents out there, there are always going to be those one parents who just get let their kids have everything. Um, and that's not really helpful for everybody else then when it's like, well, you know, they've got all of these things. Um, but it is it is a part of life, unfortunately, where we do have to be tough sometimes as parents, however hard it is. So where's the gay? Jan? Here's the thing. So first of all, I want to say that um, I wanted to know, because obviously you are very LGBT uh, inclusive, um, why is it obvious? Why is it obvious? I'll tell you. Because first of all, she they agreed to interview us. Fair enough. To be interviewed in our podcast, which is already says something, as opposed to 
other gaming <laughs> platform. And I, so I wanted to talk about how do you see the inclusivity, not necessarily about LGBT, but about Can all... Can we have a Roblox Pride float next year? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, um, but, but also talk so, yeah. a little bit about bullying, um, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so... We have an incredibly diverse community within Roblox, both of creators and players. Um, we have huge LGBTQ plus community. Um, and in fact, quite a big trans community mm. with it who feel very safe both creating in the platform and also being on the platform. Um, I have something called the Sounding Board, which is just a small group of amazing teenagers who I chat with all the time on Discord. We have meetings and they just talk to me about safety and civility, what they're experiencing on Roblox, outside of Roblox. Um, and one, one of my team members there is a young trans woman who is just amazing. And her being able to bring her experience and insight for me is really helpful in thinking about how I go about my job. We have, as well as the experiences on the platform, we have kind of groups where people will come together who like perhaps like a particular experience or they have another shared common interest um, and there's a huge amount of support around the lgbtq community where they can come in and kind of meet like-minded people and find support and obviously at that gentle age um you know they it's important that they safe spaces um and so that's something that's really important to us um and so in terms if of, i'm coming there sorry. as a first time and i'm again i'm a novice here so how do I find my gay community? Do I type in gay in well, the search? <laughs> so, um, you know, that's actually something that's come up before as uh, uh, again, is that use of the word gay. There's some kind of misconception. Sometimes rumors will fly around that we've banned the word. No, we haven't. It's contextual. So you are allowed to say I am gay or I think I'm gay. You are not allowed to go and call somebody else gay or that is gay. We, we don't allow it as a slur. And obviously that's always a difficult thing to moderate, yeah. but it is important that we put that out there because sometimes it does get misreported. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things I'm sure you will kind of be familiar with is while some people are kind of really questioning their identity and who they are as they're growing up, a lot of people are pretty confident. So we have pride flags everywhere. We have trans flags everywhere because we're also creator led. And so things like the accessories and items in the catalog, for example, to dress up your avatar, well, they, you can imagine the sorts of designs that they come up with and are particularly around Pride Month, everything is rainbows. Mm -hmm. um, and that's all created by the community. And so quite often it's pretty easy for people to find their tribe when they come on because yes. it's really obvious. People are like, hey, you are welcome here. Let's let's hang out together. Do you have uh, partnerships with, say, like Trevor Project? If somebody's coming on and they're feeling the suicidal thoughts and does not, is, is there the resource access again at that point? Yes, we are having partnership conversations with lots of organizations around the world um that support orgs specifically for self-harm suicide which unfortunately is something i think that is we really all need to think about in this time adolescent mental health is at an all-time low um and as a place that is supportive and safe for young people we have to be proactive in offering those support services we are actually it's a bit early at the moment but we're looking at different ways that we can really bring that kind of in the moment support when it's needed mm -hmm. as well yeah. um yeah. so so we're so just related to that and then i'll i'll give it to you and you okay. can end it um <laughs> um if if you wanted to if you could give advice and and the advice might be somewhere on the website etc um to a child 
who is on this service who sees another person who is suffering, what what should a parent tell, what, what should I tell my kid if he sees somebody else on the service who is acting erratically, you know, being scary, bullied. being bullied, mm-hmm. being, you know, seeming in danger, what should they do? Uh, it's a tough one, but, you know, if you feel able to say something, that's always the most important thing, isn't it? Is in the chat, in the space? If you can, yeah. I mean, you may not, you may not be able to. You may feel that you're going to become a victim yourself. Right. But if you do feel that you can reach out to that person and just say, you know, that question, are you okay? It right. means so much, and it can start a conversation. And then, because it's not the a young person's responsibility then it's about getting help for yourself so go talk to that trusted adult um or or an older sibling whoever you've got that you trust go get help because collectively you will be able to support that other person but yeah if 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 you can do anything do something don't just ignore it so there's no kind of button that says hey maybe we need some help or assistant in this room Uh, absolutely i mean on the platform you can report anything to us we have a contact form as well as reports all the way through every page you can report users concerns experiences so when you you report another person it doesn't have to be that there's something wrong with that that person is being bad no it will give you all the options of why you're reporting so it could be that i have it could be yes i have concerns about this person's welfare and then of course we have systems in-house very quickly where we will try to locate and make sure that that person is safe excellent um laura um final question because uh, our time is running out i know we have millions but just the three of us had a conversation before this interview and we had this idea to kind of uh, create a hangout of daddy squared and the audience uh, at roblox how do we do that Where, what's, okay, the, what's so, the best place to or game or so what? i mentioned roblox studio and then i didn't come back to it okay. so that's a wonderful Here we are. Segment. thank you <laughs> <laughs> um so you can visit something called roblox studio that's how all the creations are made um when you go onto the site there are tutorials to help you um some nice videos there's some um, exercises you can do to practice the skills and build your skills and you can build the most simple experience right through to some of the experiences on our platform now that literally look like triple a games the quality is incredible um i would suggest it might take a little bit of practice before they look like that um but yeah you can go on and it's really simple just to start you choose the type of experience you want to build and then a lot of it's drag and drop it really is that easy so go and have a play and i'm really looking forward to you inviting me to come and join you can all of the avatars be forced in that environment to either be liza minnelli barbara streisand kylie minogue or who else or share i'm gonna be a unicorn Um, Laura Higgins, Director for Community Safety and Civility. Thank you so much for being with us today. What a fascinating... This uh, was great. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. Thank you for inviting me on. No, it's I been wonderful. Go <laughs> Take Let's care. And we're back. Thank you, Laura. That was really great. And this is uh, Daddy Squared. And uh, I am Daniel. I'm Alex. And I'm young. <laughs> we'll set aside her magnificent English accent, which just makes everything better. 
I am actually very taken with the origins of Roblox, where it comes from and the way it's developed. And um, what can I say? Uh, I do believe that they care deeply about trying to make this a safe environment. Um, it, it came through. And I also see, as I've looked at the way the product is set up and the way the, the, the sort of the interfaces work, that they're, they're doing the best they can to avoid uh, some of the stuff that can get really ugly. You know, that said, and, and I think she, she said this as well, um, this is a social environment. People are interacting with each other and they can do things that, you know, <laughs> a, a child could find disturbing or can have a really negative impact on them. And they've got thousands and thousands of games that have been created on this platform and some of those games might be able to slip through uh, experiences and content that my seven-year-olds would not be uh, ready to experience. So I think that overarching, we have a responsibility as parents. It's I, harder to be a parent anymore. Oh my God, and it is. So it is. It used to be that if they were in your house, the worst thing that could happen is that they could see television that you don't want them to see. Now they're in your house, but they're not right? They're yeah. out there in the world interacting with other people. Well, and the kids are speaking another language that we really don't know. Well, that's yeah. true too. That's true too. I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, ben and Adam have taken to saying like screaming, I got scammed. I got scammed. And I'm like, okay, oh my God. Well, what does that mean? And they tell me what it means. And it's true. They did get scammed, but you know, they big deal. Right. They lost a, you know, <laughs> they lost but, a sticker. Uh, um, <laughs> but, but, but that stuff matters, right? Because this is their it exposure. Oh, I remember the first time when we were doing our holiday trip a couple of years ago and um, Ben and Adam and Torby were all playing on the iPads while we were driving across Nevada and somebody scammed Torby out of this unicorn pony thing that he, and he was devastated and it was like four or five bucks worth of coins that he had lost. Right. But for him, it was a million dollars and I mean, he was crying and he was upset and, yeah. Ab and Adam kind of came to his rescue. But again, it was that first experience of getting scammed yeah. and I'm like, yeah. this is the real world, bud. Well, I mean, and yeah. it is, it really is the real world. I mean, that's the thing that's so weird about this. They may not be able to be physically harmed, but they can certainly be emotionally harmed. And, uh, you know, that is, that's a really hard thing for people to wrap their heads around, especially people of a <clears throat> certain age who yeah. have always thought about it being getting beaten up on the, you know, in, in recess rather than this more digital form of interaction. One thing that I do want to emphasize is that, you know, we let our kids in there. I honestly believe that it's a good experience for children to go on these platforms and do their thing, do their own thing, make make decisions, learn based on decisions. And we we ask them, and you, you're going to hear later on in the show, when we ask them what what do they learn from being scammed and stuff like that. So it's really, I'd rather be them be scammed on Roblox rather than be scammed in real life. So yeah. now they're, I think they're- it's training. Yeah. It is training. Of. It's a form of training. So I combined some sort of a list of all the things that uh, Laura said that they think can help parents. The first thing is then when you sign your child up, use your child actual date of birth. That's because there is a privacy and, and safety settings for under 13. Yeah. Uh, you can also choose a restricted game list, which is something, Alex, that I don't think we did, by the way. I'm not sure. No, how no, we, we have not, um, I, except that they are set up at the right age. So I don't know whether restrictions don't know. come in yeah. automatically. We, we might check. look at that. Because Brookhaven might not be... Um, 
under yeah, 13. And, and We're going like, to talk about Brookhaven. Yes, later. we are going to talk about Brookhaven. So also turn the chat on or off, depend on your, uh, how comfortable you are, and you can choose who they can talk to. Create a pin control. I think this is a really important one. Pin control that they can't uh, really come up with yes. in order to um, make sure they don't change anything. Yep. And Daniel, according to something that you said about changing their account, so I think a surprise visit every now and then that just to make mm -hmm. sure they're working on their own account that we set up for them and not set up something completely new. Alex, kudos on guessing uh, Roblox next best thing which is the game ratings. Yeah. Well, I was actually surprised it didn't exist already. That actually, to me, is the biggest challenge of Roblox. Roblox is not a game. It is a platform, which means that, in essence, it's like you've given them a, a, you know, a DVD player, but there are you know, thousands and thousands of DVDs from them to for them to choose for. This is, by the way, for those of you of a certain age and want to you know, understand what we're talking about. So as a result- What is a DVD? It's, it's a, you put hot coffee on it, it's fine. But the point is that we really don't know they can enter a game and, you know, in the interest of complete disclosure, when they first started playing Roblox, they played this game uh, called Piggy, which is one of the popular uh, games on the platform. And it was scary and it scared them. And, you know, that was our mistake. That's just a perfect yeah. example uh, of what happens when you think, well, yeah, but it's a kid's platform, it'll be okay. Well, no, you yeah. have to you have to really put that in that I type think of that specific uh, game is like taking Peppa Pig and creating some sort of a joke out of it. Yeah, it's essentially an Scary evil Peppa. Peppa Pig, which is, yeah. I don't even understand. Supposedly funny, but not for ages 13 and down, yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, so everything that we said, including some extra stuff, uh, are available at corporate.roblox.com forward slash parents. Um, there's a parent section that describes some of the things here that we've talked about and more. So up next, uh, we're going to interview our kids, uh, mine and Jan's two and Daniel's uh, one. one. Um, and we're going, so so just, uh, this is a trigger this warning. Um, turn down your volume. Yeah, turn down your volume. That's right, very good. <laughs> turn down your volume and prepare yourself for a bit of a melee because uh, they're very difficult humans to control. But um, they have a very, very clear understanding of why they're there and what they're doing. And the perspective is really quite interesting, you know, when, when out of the mouths of babes or whatever these lunatics are that we have. Daddy, that's QR.com. Okay, guys, we got to be serious about this, okay? Yes, okay! <laughs> We're on a podcast. All right. Do you remember what's the first game you ever played in Roblox? I got um, Roblox when I was four. I saw it when Adam was watching YouTube. Tobit, what's the first game you've ever <coughs> played in Roblox? I think it was Color Block Feature. It was the first thing that was on my page, and I decided, that sounds fun, so I decided to play Color Block for my first and Roblox game. And you died. How do you guys actually find the games? How do you know which games there's, to play? There's just this board. Into the microphone, There's child. just this board that you can, like, search on. So how do you know what to search? You don't. You don't know what to search. You start with a random game. Yeah, so, no like, um, so there's, like, <laughs> there's squares, and it says, like, a dummy or Car block, for example. So there's this home page. Race clicker. Yes, okay. home page. So there's a home page, and it has a bunch of games that are really famous on Roblox. So it just 
Oh, so it's only what's famous? Don't you hear about games from your friends or? Yeah. No. Well, Not sure. Well, they f- well, you have to find them on the homepage or else you. So you guys talk to other kids while you're playing, right? Yes, I talked to Torbett. Do you just talk with audio or do you also send text messages to we each other? We talk with audio. We have to yeah, talk with audio. Wait, we can chat. They can't Why can't you chat? But it's just it's way easier to talk. It's really easier to talk to yeah. each other. No, 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 no. That's wrong. Because Roblox, there's no voice chat. You can only do it on call. That's oh, right. so you call each other on FaceTime and you yes. you play on Roblox. Yes. Or there's like this chat thing. Do you meet other people that you don't know? And That's you talk what to? I was going to ask. Okay. You can't. Yeah, yeah. My question. Give me the question. No, I want no, the question. No, why do no, I always stop. Last. No. Oh my God, parents, <laughs> chill out. Stop. Chillax, dude. Chillax, dude. So when you are in the apps, uh, so do you feel you safe? Are there other people? How do you know who you're talking to? You have no idea you have who you're no talking idea. to. That's why it's dangerous sometimes. Why is it dangerous? Why? Because like, you have no idea if the person that you're making friends like, with what is if a you hacker. Ta- like, what if you tell them your email address? Torbett, no. did, well, you ha- did you have a hacker experience? No, but I've had a scammer encounters. Tell us. Yes, Torbett so lost a pet and adopt me. They said they were going to trade me for, like... Oh, I know something. those scams. And then, so, like, the second the second he accepted, he took away the pet. Oh. Ben, what do you want to say? Please give that back. I know how he did it. He would give me another pet after he I traded him that pet. And oh, then he and then he just didn't game. do it. This yeah. person. Then he just walked away. Wow. Then he just left the game. You trade for something at the very last second. They take out their pet, oh. and that's then that's wow, a, that's a bad scam. That's yeah, a yeah. bad scam. Did, did you? Le- even in a scamming thing. You know okay. something? Sure, I didn't guys, something we all could have done was report them, and then they could just give it back. That's something ah, really? we all could have done. Did you learn something yeah. from this experience? Yes. Yeah. I learned to always. Yeah. I learned every time I do a trade, I have to always write down their username. Oh, okay. interesting. Well, that's interesting. Ben and Adam, did you learn something from the scam? Yes. Um, what? If they say, I will give you the pet after I'm done you it. train me the pet, I will say no. I'll d- decline. So how would you do a trade at all then if you don't know whether no, the other guy will he, give you? He just sends a trade request, so I accept it. Then he said, give me... A- your best pet, then I will give you something after, and I will say I will decline. Have you reported anybody? Um, um I reported Adam for fun. <laughs> okay. <that's> <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I'm reporting my brother because he's being mean or something no, like that? I was just, no, I was just, no, that's, a, way, that's a good thing. I just reported him. Nasty. <laughs> no, but also, also Ben said. I'm quitting Roblox for life. But he, he didn't that. mean that. Nah. He, if ben. he says he's quitting Roblox for I'm life, also banned, Dad. I mean, um, yeah, he banned me. What is it called when you can't friend someone? Um, block? Yeah, block. Yeah, block, yeah. Roblox. Okay. He now, one other before. question. One other question. Would you guys ever consider stopping playing Roblox? Just stop. No. Never. Why not? Why not? Why not? Because best game ever. Best game ever. Why don't you just want to go and play outside in the real world? Why? (laughs) It's boring. No, no, we can go to Torbett's house and play in the pool. Last question to everyone. Best game. To To all the people who are listening, who are parents, they're listening to us right now. And they have kids. 
who want to start on Roblox. What is the best game to start on Roblox? Oh, Store eat or die. Eat, eat or die. die. Eat or die. Eat or die. Eat or die. Okay. So there's like a chubby guy. Um, <laughs> you got to <laughs> run away from him and there's like food that you got to eat to get chubby and faster. Is and there then, a second best game? Yeah. Yes. Best game Bro ever. Brookhaven. Oh yeah, Brookhaven is the best game. Yeah. Every single map you start off skinny, then you try to get fatter by eating candy, but like you have to hide while you're doing that because the Chubbs is trying to find you, of ah. course. And there's six what people the heck? In, and there's six yeah. people in the game. Daddy Square, the Gay Dads Podcast. I'm Jan. And I'm Daniel. <laughs> and I'm Alex. <laughs> We're coming back from the interview with our kids. So I wanted to talk for a minute about one of the games in Roblox. Um, one of the games is called Brookhaven. When I asked Ben what it was about, you know, he made it sound, to me, great, because it was a town where you can build your own house and you can go around you and can look serve at other ice things. Cream. You can right, you can serve <laughs> ice cream, you can become you can become a fireman, you can do all of these things. And I said, wait a minute, this sounds like my kind of speed. I like it, it feels good, it feels civic, civic responsibility, he says to himself because he's an idiot. Right? And then we start playing the game. And what's the first thing I find out? <laughs> While I'm building my house, my son comes up behind me and shoots me in the back of the head with a semi-automatic or something like that. And look, oh that is that was actually surprisingly upsetting to me. Um, yeah, but, but on top of that, this is what bothers me. These people have managed to create a game where you can actually create your own home and furnish it and paint it and you can dress the way you want to and you can walk around and you can become a fireman and you can help each other you can do all of this the technology is at that level but somehow they decided they needed to have guns in that environment and i asked why i mean i really really want to know why why can't the game not have guns Our we have guns in the real world why not not have guns there? Mm -hmm. And I had that same reaction, as you know. It was, it was. I didn't expect it even. It, right. But it just, I, it, with the shootings in schools, with the shootings in yeah. in public places, and just to have Torby go and grab a gun on my list, and it just wasn't. I didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, talk about how Roblox actually makes us dizzy. I don't know if you, Daniel, but for me, like I'm, I can't spend more than five minutes on it. I think, but because you, when you turn your finger and it's like from this perspective and that perspective yeah. and the way that the, everything is moving so fast, and I'm like already like sensitive you to these things, me. I get I can throw up. Like I need a dramamine. It is really intense, though. This whole moving around in 3D and you're upside down and looking at your feet and then you're looking at your head and you just it, it it's a lot of yep. dexterity. You can watch us now on YouTube playing, uh, trying at least to play Eat or Die. <laughs> with their kids they're trying to uh, teach, teach us. us their most favorite game you know i think we were kind of like they are with us we launched into the game yeah and they yeah. were fighting us saying stay back i need to teach you first yes and that's true that is really parallel to I, how we I, parent i love that <laughs> you should watch that experience is now available on youtube or at daddysqr.com on the episode page by the way if you don't have time to go to the youtube you can actually hear the sound of our children's eyes rolling. It's like, <laughs> my God, the disgust that they had for us. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, this is a, quite a packed show yeah, today. We got a lot. Uh, the Men Having Babies Corner, uh, every episode, nonprofit organization that helps gay men become dads uh, get uh, a stage here. And th today they're going to talk about roadmap. 
Lisa Schuster, the director of programming at MHB, is going to come on and talk to us about the overall roadmap to becoming a parent. It's uh, a, potentially a long and winding road that has a lot of steps, and she has a really good and concise way of taking a look at it. Let's listen to Lisa. This is Men Having Babies Corner. So surrogacy process is a really long process with a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving pieces. So if you kind of have a roadmap in mind for it and milestones along the way, that can help guide you through it and give you a bit of peace of mind of making it feel a bit more attainable or possible to go through it. And so when you look at the surrogacy process, you can kind of look at it in two sections. You can start them both at the same time, or you can do one and the other. And the first one is um, that IVF processing, choosing a clinic, finding an egg donor, going through your testing and procedures and creating those embryos. And once those embryos are created, they are frozen and you can hold on to them um, and wait for the next portion of your journey, which is the surrogacy portion of it. And that portion and kind of looking at those milestones along the way is choosing your agency, figuring out who you want to work with in that process, matching with a gestational carrier, going through all of that screening, um, the legal process along the way, and then moving on to the pregnancy portion. That's kind of where those two parts of your roadmap intersect. So you have your IVF creation, your surrogacy portion, and starting the pregnancy portion of your journey. Um, And once you move to that portion, it becomes a lot more maybe like a typical journey to parenthood. We don't have as many people involved in it. Um, your clinic portion is really done at that point. And you're, you're directly communicating with your carrier, seeing how she's doing, going through the regular and typical milestones of a pregnancy, um, all the way until birth and delivery there, which is really, it's just the beginning of your bigger journey here. And that's the journey of parenthood. For more information, go to menhavingbabies.org. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you, Men Having Babies. That is Square, the Gay Dads podcast. We're almost done, but Alex, yes, you wanted to talk about our listeners in Montana. Montana. Oh, my God. Okay, so listen, we. <laughs> this is incredibly exciting for me. Um, Jan takes a look at the statistics every week of how many listeners we have and the countries. It's very exciting that we are, we're global, baby. I mean, we have listeners in a lot of different places, and that, that brings us a tremendous amount of, of joy. Uh, but this time, he was looking at the breakdown per state in the United States, too, and he says to me, guess what? We have listeners in Montana. And I was like, oh my God, that's so great. How many? Five. (laughs) So we have five. (laughs) And here's the thing. This is why that's such a great thing. We can find out about every single one of you. I so, argued actually that it's yeah. actually the same listener from five different uh, devices. <laughs> Might be. I don't know. That's fine. But Hello at daddysqr.com. We want to hear from you, Montana. We want to know who you are. Listen, it makes How us sound... How many horses you have. Okay, right. It makes us sound a little bit bitchy that we're sitting here in Hollywood and we're, you know, we're... I am not laughing. The, I am so thrilled that we have listeners oh, in, I'm moving to in a state like Montana. <laughs> oh, so we're going to have six. Um, um, <laughs> no, but I'm saying, now the thing that we don't have listeners, it's just to compare California, we have 11,998. Uh, we're going to have one, we're going to have 97 soon when Daniel moved to Montana. <laughs> no, really, that is great. And in a lot of ways, I feel, I hope, uh, that this podcast's value is much higher for people who who are living in parts of the United States and the world where there aren't, you know, 
drag queens on every street corner um, because uh, the whole purpose of this podcast is to create a community and hang out with each other, you know, once every two weeks and talk about things that do matter and also talk about things that don't matter. Yeah. Is there any states and without a listener? No. Nice. Wow. Out. We're in every yeah. state Alaska, of the union? State. What's Alaska? Alaska That's is the, ele- 113. Wow. Yeah. I can see Russia from here. <laughs> Sarah Palin, call me. <laughs> She's probably listening. She's a total listener. She's a total. That's it for today. Uh, we're going to come back in two weeks with another episode of Daddy Squared, the Gay Dads Podcast, Season 5. Daniel, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a lot and, of fun. And we're going to hear more of you. I know because we already recorded some of it. <laughs> um, and Alex, thank you too. Oh, you're thanking me. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. I'm thanking you for Alex. being my husband. <laughs> Hey, don't you all. (laughs) Bye, guys. 15 years.